0: every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. Welcome back to Soul to Soul. I'm Rabbi Ari Kievman Great being with you here this fabulous afternoon. And I'd like to start today off with one of the challenges we have is time never have enough time and each one of us in our own specific ways whether as a rabbi trying to visit patients in the hospital and doing the shiva calls and whatever the different challenges we have there's never enough time in the day to get it done and all the different responsibilities that we have so i want to do a little bit of a i want to make a, a somewhat of a ridiculous claim something that's absolutely outrageous and your job is listen in and perhaps even respond via SMS or WhatsApp, and try to prove me wrong. So here's my claim. Right now, looking at the studio clock, it is 1.40 and 22 seconds, the 17th of May, 2018. What if I told you that the entire universe was created one second ago at 1.40 and 29 seconds? Exactly. Before that, nothing existed. Nothing. The lunch you ate this afternoon, the trip you took last summer, the grandparents that your kids are named after, none of that ever existed. You were created a second ago, as you are, already dressed in the clothes you're wearing, in the car that you're driving right now, with all the memories already stored in your brain. Everything in existence, including the half-emptied, milk carton in your refrigerator the airplane that's currently flying halfway as you look up yeah that airplane that's right was just created from absolute nothingness at 140 and 29 seconds now if i made this outrageous claim how would you disprove it now as crazy as it sounds you cannot necessarily disprove my hypothesis my hypothesis And any evidence that you bring, whether it's last week's newspaper or the mountains of history books describing events that happened centuries ago, and the memories of all the people who studied those books back in high school or even remember when those events actually happened, all these things are present realities. They exist in the present moment, which, according to my crazy theory, was created just a second ago. Okay, two seconds ago, three seconds ago. Nothing else existed before. And what's the point of this little crazy mind game? I'm going to try to get back to it in a moment. But for now, let's just say that it makes us realize how little we actually understand time. And time, dare I say, is such an overwhelming part of our existence. But what time is still remains a mystery. If you look in Ecclesiastes, the words of Shlomo HaMelech, where he says, zaman He says, there's a time and a place for everything. Tachas ha-shamayim, a moment for every pursuit under the sun. And then he goes on to describe, es ha-kol osr b'itoh, That God made everything beautiful in its time. Gam et ha-olam natam also, the world, God said in their hearts, Adam Yet without man being able to discover the work that God has done from beginning to end. So Shlom HaMelech is saying that God put the entire world into our hearts. The human being is not a self-contained creature focused only on itself our minds range far and wide embracing the whole of existence and we try to understand and identify with everything we explore the furthest reaches of our outer space the innermost reaches of particle physics with all that some things just remain elusive and particularly today we're discussing time which it's a tough nut to crack what is it exactly that carries our existence from beginning to end it's difficult to really figure that out so not just shlomo malach not only king solomon struggled with understanding time there were so many others augustine of hippo he said in confessions what then is time if no one asks me i know not what it i know what it is but if you do ask me to explain it i don't know how to and I think for myself and for so many others, if we had a better understanding of time, perhaps we'd be better off at dealing with it. And there's not that much time left for today for me to really get to the essence of time. The only thing I could confess on the radio earwaves is that I struggle with time. It's certainly one of those things that challenge me every day. And I think we could all relate and, and perhaps you want to share with us Send your message into the studio what difficulties you have with time. And I could tell you that at our JLI sessions this week, there were quite a few ideas mentioned. Some of them, for example, some people said getting old is scary. And the truth is, I spend my day with senior citizens, and there were differences of opinion. Some say it's scary getting old, not getting older, because that's a sign of progression as we're getting older. But no one lives forever. With each passing day, we feel that our time is running out. Although, Really, we don't know how much time at all we have here. Then there's, of course, the worry that there's never enough time to get things done. We're always scrambling to meet our due dates, our deadlines, you know, catch the train, be on time to meetings, all the different things we have to get done. And when time isn't moving too fast, then it's moving too slowly. We spend time, whether it's in waiting rooms or in traffic, on hold on the phone, waiting for a web page to load on a slow connection. Comes Monday, we're counting down the long minutes and hours to the weekend, and we often find ourselves in this mode of killing time as we wait for something important or interesting to happen. And one of those things that drives me nuts is there was an ad for a particular TV program being promoted outside our shul on the Chau train. You look outside the window of the shul, and there you see it. And The ad reads, want to kill time? And then they promote their particular product, How to Kill Time. It's mind-boggling. Why would I want to kill time? And truth be told, perhaps in our former years when we didn't appreciate and cherish every moment that we have, perhaps we did want to kill time. That's the irony. But time is inflexible. It treats us as if we're perfect. There's no delete button. There's no way to go back and just undo something that previously was done. No U-turn option. My GPS has a U-turn option, but it doesn't take me back in time. Can't retrieve those missed opportunities. And what about fast forward? Sometimes I just want to get out of the present moment. I wish I could just push that fast forward button and move on. Maybe that's what you want to do right now, but you could switch channels if I'm annoying to you. You can't switch the channel of life and move into the next show yet. So, what do you do? And that's our frustration with time. It is something that, you know, as Atticus, a famous online poet today, no one knows who he is, but he says, time is everything we have and don't. And it's quite a profound statement because if you think about time is everything we have, our existence consists of primarily two things. There's objects and events. Objects exist in space and events happen in time. Any object that we have you're driving your car, you have a, a house, your phone, your pen, your gadgets, whatever you got, even your body, it needs a place where to be. That's space. If there wasn't space, there would not be any of these physical objects that we possess. Events exist in time. So if we didn't exist, if time didn't exist, then there would be no possibility to do Or experience anything. You could have all the money in the world. But we just don't have the time to spend it. Because there's no time. And the truth is many people. It's exactly that. We have food. But there's just no time to eat it. And we could be in a relationship with the greatest person in the world. It's one of the challenges some of us face. (laughs) Maybe that's why we get along so well. We never see each other. But if we're not able to interact with our loved ones we got a serious problem because we just don't have the time. A lot of people say time is money. The Rebbe used to say time is life. And so the poet says, time is everything we don't have. If time is everything we have, then we have a problem. Because it is very difficult to pin down exactly what aspect of time we have in a meaningful way. And this is one of the great challenges because I admire people who have time for everything you know I don't know how they do it maybe they pick and choose exactly what they're going to include in their daily schedule and that's the only way they have enough time for specific things in their life there's a famous song from Mordechab and David where he describes ha'avar ayin the past is gone the Ha'atid adayin the future is yet to come the ayin the present is like the blink of an eye Da So why worry? And this very famous song basically is telling us yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. But today's a gift. That's why it's called the present. Just carpe diem. Seize the moment you have right now. Seize the moment. The past is gone. The future is not here yet. The present is so fleeting. So what part of our lives can we truly call our own? And in our remaining moments of today's program... We'll try to dissect some ideas on how to meaningfully, purposefully, and rightfully so, utilize the moments we have in each day. We'll be right back. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 IFM. Welcome back. I'm Rabbi Arikhevan. And time indeed is running out. We've been talking about time. And if we had a better understanding of what time is, we'd be better equipped to deal with it. Hence, I invite you to join us for our JLI sessions, where we actually dedicate the time when we start on time, and we really spend time in the Kabbalistic teachings and understanding time and the various elements related to it. So, today, in our remaining time, we're going to just look at a few more elements and aspects of time, because it's very difficult for us to imagine reality without time. As it is, we don't have enough time. If you study science and philosophy, there's a lot that's debated about this, whether it's Newton or the famous French philosopher Gottfried, uh, Leibniz, uh, even Einstein in his theory of relativity, discusses and explores time. But with the limited time that I have remaining, I'd like to share with you a few ideas from the Jewish, the Torah perspective of time. And we know that Judaism teaches us that time, like everything and anything else in this world, is a creation of God. When did it start? At the very beginning of of time, When did that happen? According to Judaism, 5,778 years ago. And yes, on this coming Sunday, we celebrate 3,330 years since God gave us the commandments to fulfill in time. So before God created time, it just didn't exist. Now, God, we know, is not only eternal, but God exists entirely, not just inside this as a creation of God time, but God exists within and without time as well. So last week, we spent some time talking about infinity and the concepts of infinity, that God, yes, God created what's finite in this world. So on the one hand, the world, the universe that God created, the laws of nature are confined and limited to time. But at the same time, we understand that God as the creator of the world is not limited by time. So on the one hand, we discuss the mystery of time. And we have such a difficult relationship with it. And we're frustrated by the way it moves so fast or too slow for us. But what Torah tells us is that time is a creation. And God exists entirely outside of time. And the whole of time is accessible to God as a continual present. One of the interesting examples we gave for this was we had a little flipbook. In fact, it's the textbook of our course where on each page is another picture of of the timeline of a particular human being. And we look through the 250 pages and you see how this human being grows over 250 pages from a tiny newborn infant all the way to old age. Now, the thing is, life is... Exactly that. But if you had control of the time, as God does, then you could play around with this flipbook. You could do Benjamin Button style and start from the end of the book going to the beginning, or you could pick and choose pages of time and stop it where you want. That's exactly what God's able to do. What we say is that God is able the the entire world. Let's look at the world as three lanes. You might be driving in your car right now. You're in the middle lane. That's the present moment. The left lane beside you perhaps is the past. You could see it, but you can't go back into it. Now, the right lane beside you is the future. That lane you can't even see. There's a construction barrier that doesn't allow you to see it. It's there, but you just can't see it. Here's an interesting thing. That's the way God sees the entirety of time. That's why to us, you might be able to see on a TV the present moment what's happening. And you can even see on a TV as TVs always were to show you the past. So, past and present, you could see on your TV. God has a TV that not only sees, like we do in prospect, hindsight. God has the foresight to see ahead. God, after all, creates the universe. But what is interesting is, Kabbalah teaches us, and something we say in our prayers every morning, that every single moment, God is creating and recreating the entire universe out of absolute nothingness. This is one of the fascinating insights of Kabbalah, that the world is being recreated as it was at the very beginning of time, every single moment. And of course, the there's two elements here. There's the present moment that's entirely free of constraints of the past that's being created right now. And then there is the moment as it relates to the future moments. So the whole of time, past, present, and future is actually created every single moment absolutely brand new. So both the past and the future are actually being created right now as well. Because if time were to stop, now the past would not exist, nor would the future. This is fascinating, deep stuff. But of course, we are here to try to share with you a few of the Kabbalistic nuggets and to hopefully give you some practical applications for life. So the first message I want to share with you is that the present moment is brand new. It's a brand new moment. And therefore, if yesterday's history and tomorrow's a mystery, live the present. It's a gift. Carpe diem, seize the moment, step into this moment, cherish it, maximize it, live it to the fullest. Everything in our lives, down to the most minute detail, is significant and purposeful. And if God put you here in this moment, there's a reason why you're here. You're indispensable to God's plan for the existence of this universe. You are important to God, and that's why you were recreated now, whereas someone else perhaps completed their mission, and that's why they're no longer, they're, they're not being recreated now. Nothing in this world can be contrary to what God desires from us at this present moment. And therefore, I have the free choice to decide how I'm going to utilize this moment. And because each moment has its own distinct purpose, therefore, I have to give my full investment of my mind, heart, and soul. So many people complain, including myself, that we don't have enough time. What happens is because we don't have enough time in the day, we oftentimes relegate some of the very important things to Somewhere we'll fill them in. Right? So you have an important doctor's appointment, you schedule in it to your calendar. You have an important meeting, business meeting, you schedule in it to your calendar. Whatever important meetings and appointments we have are all scheduled into our calendar. What about our children? What about our family? What about our loved ones? Oh, those are relegated to the free space in the calendar. We'll we'll fit them in somewhere, somewhere in the day where we have a few more free moments. So here is practical application number one don't just say when i have a free moment i will spend time with my loved ones what does the mishnah say about torah don't say when i have time to study torah that's when i'll do it because perhaps you actually won't have the time same thing i'd like to recommend you want to spend time with your loved ones the torah is part of our loved ones it's something that we're not supposed to just relegate to when we have time we're supposed to make the time Put it into your schedule. Diarize a shear. Diarize a date with your spouse. Diarize time to spend with your family. Diarize that time with your love. Schedule it into your daily calendar. Very important. Number two. When it's, when you're spending time with them, let it be quality time. As they say in real estate, location, location, location. Let's say quality, quality, quality. It's not about the quantity as much. Yes, obviously, great to spend more time with her family. But if I have less time, but it's quality time, without the distraction of my phone or radio or TV or internet, Facebook, Twitter, Skype, whatever it might be, focused, no distractions, being in the moment with our loved ones at that very moment to be there with them. Recognize that this moment is unique and this moment I'm going to spend to the fullest of my ability with the people who I love. And finally, the last point, which is that it's, That moment, be the best self you could be in that moment. Be happy. Don't worry about the stress of your bills. You have bills. We'll sort those bills out. You have creditors, debtors, whatever it might be. All the different problems, you'll deal with them. Now live the moment. This is the moment. So as that song said, this moment is so fleeting, it will disappear so quickly. Carpe Diem sees this moment. And so, to conclude, we recognize the whole of time, past, present, and future being created anew every single moment. And so both the past and the future are shaped by our present actions. And If we recognize that we could actually go back and change the past through Teshuvah, or as Maimonides tells us, to see the whole world as an equally balanced scale, the next deed you do will tip the balance in the right direction. It's up to you. Carpe diem. have a wonderful Shabbos and a yumtiv of delicious cheesecake and listening to the Ten Commandments at Shul, which is the most important point of this festival. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for joining us.